It seems that every day on the news, whether it be on television or radio or the internet or wherever you get your news from, even social media, there's always the new fear of the day. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I am Bob Bierman. So glad that you you take time to listen on radio or as a podcast. And I appreciate each and every one of you that take that time. And I'm going to ask you right at the beginning of the program a couple of things. Would you, if you've enjoyed this ministry, would you share it with a friend? Would you let others know that you listen? And maybe we can grow this program even more. There are a lot of plans ahead for Truth to Ponder and the overall ministry that will be and is attached to what we try to do each and every day. Trying to be more than just a radio program. I'm thinking about adding, well, I've already added Substack, so I'll begin to write a few times a week, little articles, nothing lengthy. And no, I'm not going to put a paywall up. I just don't feel led to do that, at least not now. I want to make sure that you can you know, keep up with the big stories that we discuss here on Truth to Ponder. When you look at the news, there's lots of headlines out there. And, and a lot of them, it seems that we go from we just go from one crisis to the next we we don't even we stayed in the pandemic for two years and the entire almost two-year period of time was used to you know shall we say mess with an election to push some very strange agendas and the only thing the left didn't count on were parents actually paying attention to the zoom classes in many of the public schools and that for the first time was an eye-opener for many. Propaganda, use of the news, has been a target that has been used by advertising agencies, despicable governments, and, and, and even people trying to get a decent point of view across. I mean, it is media manipulation. Uh, the pharmaceutical companies, they spend a lot of money on advertising, so they, they have bought good public relations from most of the media. When you spend... I don't know how many billions of dollars that they do. They're going to get good press wherever they buy the time. There are a lot of ministries out there trying to promote uh, what I call some scary headlines. I try to avoid them unless I'm 100% certain and I've vetted it out and I've done some research. And I don't just take somebody else's word that I don't know. I do a lot of praying. I mean, I've run into some ministries and even some secular websites that are clickbait. They, and they wonder why they're not doing well. Integrity is one of the most important things about this radio program. Now, today, guest host Jim Calhoun is going to be sharing some thoughts with you about dealing with these, these headlines and, and, shall we say, all the troubles of the day. Here's Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back behind this microphone talking to the great audience of Truth to Ponder. Well, right before I got behind this microphone, I just had kind of a disaster. I spent 40 hours recording music that was original music that I'd written. And I had all the drums and bass and rhythm guitar and all the backing tracks that I was going to use to do some recording and add the vocals to. And my computer said it was getting low on disk space. And I had to delete a few things. Well, 
I permanently deleted my 40 hours worth of work. And so things do happen and I'm not really angry about it. It's just live and learn, I guess. I, I tried my best to recover the files, but I hit the wrong button and I hit the doomsday button on the computer. And so I'm afraid all of my work for the last two weeks has kind of been doomed. <laughs> but anyway, life goes on. And I think that's kind of my message today is we have to live our life. We have to be who we are supposed to be. And if there's a second theme to this show today, it's going to be smoke and mirrors. Because it seems like the world right now, of course, right now I do believe it's Satan's world. I think he's searching the earth right now to see who he may devour. And I think lots of people are being devoured right now. And I don't think some of the people mind because lots of the debauchery and lots of the, let's just call it what it is, lots of sin out there and a lot of sinners that are not repentant, they glory in their sin. And it seems like that's the whole world. But I'm going to kind of get back to my subjects of living your own life. Right now, the world is using smoke and mirrors to try to get our attention. Like right now, you have the actor who is the president of Ukraine, which, by the way, has been one of the most corrupt governments in the world. And I hear he's a multi-billionaire. And you know he got that money by kickbacks and money laundering and all sorts of things. So as far as I'm concerned, most of the governments on the planet are just nothing but criminals that have weaseled their way into power. But they are experts at using smoke and mirrors to distract us from living our own life the way we were meant to live our life. Shakespeare said it right when he said, the whole world is a stage. Because if you look at all of the actions of the governments and also the medical tyrants and the big pharma tyrants and all these other entities that are out there right now, you see nothing but drama. Everything is overblown, overstated, or it's either underreported or downright ignored if it's information that we really do need to know. And so... You know, they kind of keep us in the dark, you know, kind of like a mushroom. They, they keep us in the dark and feed us BS. And that's what's happening right now worldwide. And unfortunately, lots of people are falling for the propaganda and they're falling for the, the narrative that we're supposed to follow. And I've always marched to a different beat, different drummer, so to speak. And I've been able to see through a lot of these programs, or you might call them systems they put out there to try to brainwash or to influence people to act a certain way. And I know that that's what psychology, at least modern psychology, is all about, is pushing the right buttons to control people and to do what the people who are pushing the buttons want us to do. Well, I'm not very good at getting my buttons pushed, and I'm not very good about doing things that other people want me to do just because they want me to do it. 
if they have a good reason and it makes sense to me, then sure, I'll do it. But not just because they want it done. It has to make sense to me. But it seems like almost everybody, as far as the people in power, are using smoke and mirrors to take our lives away from us. And a good example, we have the southern border, the United States, that is absolutely a shame. The drug cartels control most of the border, and the crime and the child trafficking and just the basic human trafficking. Everything that we're supposed to be against is happening down at our southern border. And if you speak out against it, well, then you're considered a terrorist or something like that. And right now, they're using the smoke and mirrors of the Ukraine border to get everyone all up in arms. And I'm seeing lots of Ukrainian flags. And I would be willing to bet most of these people couldn't even find Ukraine on the map. They've never met a Ukrainian. They've never been there. I know several people probably have, but I'm talking about the masses, the majority of the people. And now they've used smoke and mirrors to get everybody all worked up about a border that does not concern them. But a border that's allowing lots of people to come through, bringing nothing but poverty and disease for the most part, we're not supposed to worry about that. We're spending billions of dollars to try to defend a border, but unfortunately it's not ours. So that's really kind of a example of them using smoke and mirrors, or to use a magician's term, sleight of hand, to do things right in front of our face, but yet they're doing them in a way that we don't see it. And a lot of things that they're doing have ramifications that are going to last for years and years. And so what are we going to do about it? Well, I'm afraid that politics, as usual, is nothing but a criminal activity. I think that the Bush family was a crime family. Now, this is just my opinion. And I think the Clinton family, they're a crime family. And I think the Obamas are criminals. I think that Bidens definitely are criminals. The jury's out on Donald Trump. In full disclosure, I did vote for him twice. But seeing what he's doing out of office, a lot of talk and no action, makes me wonder if that wasn't his whole gig all along was just to have a really good spiel to put out to the people. But during all these quote-unquote conservative pro-life presidents, all of the funding for Planned Parenthood actually increased. Donald Trump funded Planned Parenthood with a lot more money than Barack Obama did. But yet, people consider Donald Trump our best pro-life president we've ever had. And so that's another example of smoke and mirrors. Sleight of hand. And these things do eventually affect each and every one of us. It affects the gas prices and the food prices. And it seems like any time the numbers start getting obvious to where the population might actually notice 
They simply change how they do their math. I know that George Bush, the senior, used to say that Ronald Reagan was guilty of fuzzy math. Well, all politicians are guilty of fuzzy math. And if they don't like the equation they get, they just change how they monitor it. They change how they add the numbers. They take some categories out or add some categories in. Or they simply use the map and do redistricting to skew the numbers. And again, that's a form of smoke and mirrors. And we just sit by and let that happen. But worse yet, we let it affect our lives. There are people that have a lot of problems as far as mental problems and spiritual problems due to the fact that the mainstream media does nothing but lie to them. They believe those lies, and then they stress over it. And getting back to my dumping my files, I'm not happy about it, but I don't feel any stress because I made them once, I can make them again, but this time I won't push that magic button and dump them into wherever all these files go when you hit delete in that permanent mode. But I think managing stress is something we all need to do. And I'm really happy that I've actually learned how to do that. Now, most of my life, I've let stress just eat me alive like almost everybody else. But I've noticed that everything is artificial. It's all phony. And as you study history, you start to find out that a lot of the history that we've been taught is just wrong. Lots of things that happened that, let's say, for instance, caused wars, was all contrived. I'm going to give you two examples. The battleship Maine was sunk, and when it was sunk, we blamed Spain. And so we had the Spanish-American War over this battleship that got sunk. The Spanish adamantly said that they didn't sink that ship. But Spain was kind of weak, and they were spread out all over the world, and we were a young, growing nation that had an awful lot of ambition. And Spain was an old, crumbled empire that seemed like they were ripe for the picking. And that was really the true reason for the Spanish-American War. When they raised the main a few years back to try to move it out to deeper waters and resink it, they found that the explosion did not come from a mine that started a war that killed thousands of people. The explosion came from inside the ship. And so it was either a munitions malfunction or something happened in the boiler room and a boiler blew up. But... In any case, the Spanish did not sink that ship. Another ship that caused us to go to war anyway was the Lusitania in World War I. The Germans put ads in all the papers and told everybody, this ship is going to be fair game to be sunk. Don't sail on it because we're going to sink it. You can't be any more candid than that is to take ads out in the papers and tell everybody you're going to sink the ship. And then when they sunk the ship, Everybody was outraged, and that was one of the things that got us into World War I. 
But what history doesn't tell you is that the Lusitania was carrying arms and ammunition. It was carrying passengers, yes, but it was also carrying some war material. And so they were using the passengers basically as human shields to, I'm going to use the word smuggle, in arms and ammunition. And Germany knew about it, and they put a stop to it. That started the United States on the path to war in Europe in 1917. And so those are just two examples of smoke and mirrors. And how did that change people? How did World War I change this world? More drastic than World War II, that's for sure. World War I was evil. World War II was evil. More people died in World War II. But World War I was much more miserable, and it ushered in a whole century of just absolute warfare and misery. So I think the 20th century is going to end up being one of the most miserable centuries that mankind has ever had to endure. And this Duke Ferdinand that got shot in Serbia that started World War I in the first place, this Archduke. But what is an Archduke? And what does an Archduke do? Oh, he's going to be king someday. Well, I didn't think we liked kings. I thought that we liked democratic forms of government and didn't want to stand with kings. Well, the United States didn't go to war over that incident, but Europe did. But the facts are is that Archduke Ferdinand wasn't competent enough to ever be a leader of anything. And so they just used him after the fact to say, oh, he was going to be a great king. They killed him. When in fact, they just killed an aristocrat. Now, it's bad that he died. But I'm just trying to tell you that big things happen out of little things. And when the big things happen, guess who gets affected the most? People like you and me. People that I like to term as cannon fodder. I know that's kind of harsh, but it's true. Very rarely do sons of the rich or sons of the famous, and use it in modern terms, daughters of the rich and famous, very seldom go into harm's way. But the people who are at the front lines doing all the fighting are generally just either poor people or middle class. And it's the rich and powerful, quote-unquote, elites that start all these wars, but yet they use us as pawns and throw us into the fight. And I'm afraid that that's happening right now with Ukraine. And this is affecting your life, and it's affecting my life, how we live it. Because all you have to do is look at the gas prices and the food shortages and see all the panic that's happening all over the world over this incident in Ukraine. And I've been doing lots of studying on the Ukrainian situation. And I find that it's really ironic that just now people are outraged over things happening in Ukraine, but there was, there was not a peep out of anybody about 
when the democratically elected government was overthrown with the help of, I believe, the CIA and MI6 in 2014, when they were overthrown and this puppet government was installed, and when the puppet government was installed, they were controlled by a lot of money people that wanted to use that country to launder money. And so basically what we have is a country that's very corrupt that in 2014 started killing people of Russian descent. Now let's stop and think about that for a second. If you had people that were killing black people because of their heritage, because they're black, well, that's the worst form of racism is killing somebody. And we didn't learn anything in World War II by the internment camps of all the Japanese Americans that even if they were red, white, and blue right to the core of their being, they were still thrown into an internment camp because of their Japanese name or they looked Japanese. And so they were automatically discriminated against. And right now, in places around the world, especially in the UK, that if you go in for medical treatment and your name happens to be like Rachmaninoff or some other Russian name, they won't even give you any service. They won't treat you. And so right now it's open season for you and me and all the average people of the planet to start discriminating against average people from another culture in another country. Now, that's never the right thing to do. So it's just horrible that that's happening. But yet, here we are. The use of smoke and mirrors by the elites coming in, changing your life, changing my life, and going after innocent people who have done nothing wrong. They're having their houses seized or their their private jets seized or whatever, because of their last name, because of their heritage. And discrimination of all types is wrong. They condone this mass discrimination against all things Russia. Now, I don't really like Vladimir Putin, but I really don't like Joe Biden either, nor do I like any of the leaders of any of the NATO countries. And I know that I can trust them about as far as I could throw the Empire State Building. But yet, it's you and me that they get all worked up. It's you and me that they use smoke and mirrors on to try to change our lives. And we really need to take a close look at this. Because when they are telling us, look here, look here, we should be looking there. They tell us to look at their left hand, we should watch their right hand. I would have to say that the trust factor that I have with the world is pretty close to zero. I noticed early on in this whole COVID mess that this whole situation was bigger than just a quote-unquote virus, which I think is a bioweapon. I knew it was something very spiritual and something that was very historical that was an event that was going to change the world, or it was going to be part of a series of events that would change the world. And so far, I think that I'm correct in my assessment. And so we have all of these quote-unquote elites out there that are trying to play God, that are 
picking the winners and losers as far as who's going to tug at our heartstrings and where our support is going to go. And while we are all transfixed on things that are happening half a world away, we have things happening in our own neighborhoods that are totally despicable. But yet, no money's going towards it, no thought, no time, no caring is really going to the core problems that we have in our own neighborhoods. But yet, we have to stand with Ukraine. I'm going to tell you that I do not stand with Ukraine, and I have Ukrainian friends. I don't stand with any corrupt government. I don't stand with Joe Biden. He's corrupt as well. Now, I stand with the people of the Ukraine, but I also stand up for the common people of Russia and the common people of England and America and Australia and Canada and everywhere else where there's just average, normal, common people that all they want to do is have a nice life, raise some children, and hopefully live to a ripe old age and be as comfortable as they can doing that. That's who I stand with. But I don't stand with any corrupt government that is trying to influence another corrupt government or trying to pay another corrupt government to fight another corrupt government. And I'm not going to let that change my life anymore. And on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off. And thank you so much, Jim. And, and Jim Calhoun will be right back after we take this break in, in just a moment. couple of quick things. Very special program for tomorrow. On Thursday, I have a, a special guest you need to to make some time to hear him and what he has to say. He's one of those people that I've talked to and I'm beginning to think you're gonna hear from him on this program also on a frequent basis. He has a lot to share. A lot of things going on behind the scenes. It's gonna be a very busy week next week and it's gonna be hard to get the programs done, but we're gonna finally finish up the project that has us down in Florida and then prepare for the next chapter of our lives. So just just keep us in prayer that I have the stamina and the strength to do all that God has put on my table. The other day, actually yesterday, I, I started something, I thought about it for a while, but never followed through, to use Substack. Now, a lot of writers use Substack. They Many have paid subscriptions. That's how they support themselves and their work. I can think of some that are making tremendous amounts of money. But for me, I just wanted to have a, a place to, to be able to write to you from time to time, kind of like a blog, kind of like a newsletter. I just don't feel the need for a paywall. Maybe my mind will be changed by somebody for specialized content, but regardless, I it, would, it would be very cheap if I ever did, but I'm not sure. But if you go to the website, truth2ponder.com, and you go to how to listen, you'll find the Substack uh, link there to find out more. You can even hear the program at Substack now. If you believe in our ministry and can help us in covering the airtime bill each month, it's appreciated. Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 
And our zip code here is 32536. That's 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Lift up, you ancient doors. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. Now in Psalm 24, it says, Lift up your heads, O gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may enter in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Well, these words were fulfilled on Palm Sunday when the Messiah, who is the King of glory, and the Lord entered into the gates of Jerusalem. Those gates were old gates. Now, the Lord's will is to enter our lives, to enter your life. But you know what? Our life and our hearts, like cities, have gates, and they can open or close. Now, the Lord doesn't need to have a door open to come in. He could go through the wall. But but he says, you have to open up. Why? He's only going to come in freely, to, to the heart that opens up freely. The command is for the door. See, the Lord already wants to come into your life. You can't, you can't convince him. He's already coming into your life. He wants to come into your life, but you have to open up the door, even as a believer. You know, because there are parts of our lives that have not opened up. And there are some ancient doors, creaky, old doors, and places in our life, and areas of our heart and our life that we haven't let God in. we got obstacles, and it's creaky. Good news, the Lord already wants to come in. The challenge is for you to open up those gates, open those doors, you know, open that long closed area in your life, unloose that ancient lock, that, that, that place you haven't let God touch, open up that rusted bolt, pry open that ancient door in your life and the Lord will come in. Open up my friend, let God come in, open that door. Why? So that the King of glory may enter in you. Now, what if you receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? Well, you can with Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins for victorious life with God. And updates on Israel, prophecy, the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. All these things free. And how do you get it free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little through shortwave radio from the Arctic Circle to Jerusalem. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the earth. It's the farthest way you can ever touch the gospel, touch the world. And we do it every week. You can too. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, lift up, you ancient gates. Shalom and peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Adon Kavod, the Lord of glory. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. And welcome to part two of this edition of Truth to Ponder. And like you, I look forward to Bob Bierman being back at this microphone for a great show tomorrow. Before I really get into part two, I want to go back a week to my last show and give you an update concerning this old cow I told you about that kind of befriended this orphan calf and was mothering it as much as she could. And I made a statement that this old cow was never going to have a calf again. 
Well, if you saw this cow, you'd agree with me. Because although I feed her real well and treat her very special, she's pretty thin because she's at the end of her life. She's at the end of her life cycle. She's healthy, but she's by no means healthy enough, in my opinion, to breed. So I never put her in with the bull. I guess you might say that she was officially retired. Well, when a cow is pregnant, like almost any other pregnancy, you can tell. Their anatomy changes a bit. You can see that they're bellying down or they're starting to come to milk. And in the case of a cow, their hips start to spread several weeks before they give birth. And there's just obvious signs. Well, this old cow never changed a bit. But the day after that show aired, I walked out and there was this 40 pound calf with this old cow and she was licking on it. And I just thought, no way. So the cow that I said that would never calve again, she had a baby right after I said that. She showed absolutely no signs of being pregnant, none whatsoever. And so now I'm feeding her even more extra special so she'll be able to milk for this calf and raise it. But it's a nice little heifer calf and I've named her Eve. And I have egg on my face by saying that this cow would never have a calf again, not knowing that she was bred, she didn't even show it. And with the help of God, she blessed me with this beautiful little heifer calf. And so I just thought you might want to know about that. And also I'd like to tell everyone thank you for the emails. Thank you for contacting me. Thank you for contacting Bob Bierman. We really do appreciate all of the feedback because in this time of growth, not only for Truth to Ponder, but also my show is experiencing growth. And it's because of you, the faithful listeners, and all of your support. I want you to know how much I personally, and I know Bob personally, really appreciates all of your support. Now, getting back to the topic of the show, which is living your life as you're meant to live it, and also the use of smoke and mirrors and sleight of hand to change the way we live our lives, we need to identify that. And once we identify that this is actually going on in our life, that we have distractions that shouldn't be there, that are placed in front of us all the time to either steal our joy or get us confused or, or to change the direction that we're going during a day. Like you might be doing one thing and then hear the news and it'll upset you so much that you just can't concentrate enough to get this thing done that you planned on doing. So we need to identify that this is going on. And in my opinion, this is part of the Great Reset. It's all connected. I think we have one entity that we're fighting here. The smoke and mirrors, the lies, the scandals, the deceit, the wars, all points to Satan. And so we have to know that Satan is indeed working overtime. And so after we identify the culprits, and there's lots of people here that maybe they're unwittingly or 
maybe they just don't know, maybe they're ignorant that they're actually working for the evil, they're working for Satan. But I suspect that a lot of them really do know that because there are lots of people on this planet that really do hate God and they want to be gods unto themselves. And so I would imagine all these Bill Gates types and all these others that call themselves elites that want to have eternal life, not as subjects to the kingdom of God, but they want to have eternal life as gods themselves. So, of course, they're going to work against the one true God because they want to be a God. And how can they be a God if there's a greater God, a real God, that is in control of everything? So these people are really delusional thinking that they're actually going to succeed in any of their endeavors. But once all of these people are identified as what they are and who they are and who they're working for, then it's a little bit easier to get your head around what needs to be done. And so you can lessen their influence on you personally and maybe your life in general. I know that when they shut down all the little mom and pop stores and said the liquor stores could be open and the churches had to close and Walmart could be open, but the little hardware store down the street that had one employee, they had to close. That didn't make any sense to me. And so I started really looking at things real hard way back then. And one of the ways to combat all of these people is basically to do the opposite of what they say to do. They all pushed us to the quote-unquote essential businesses. And now that that seems to be backed off a little bit, it's time for all of us to recommit to our own local friends and neighbors that happen to own stores. Because if we support our own people, then we're actually helping support ourselves. And if you support these big mega box stores, the money is not staying in your community. You might be saving a dollar, but you're shooting yourself in the foot doing so. And so to live your life the way you're supposed to live it should be living your life in harmony with your neighborhood and with your community, with your family and friends, and not going and jumping ship, so to speak, and going over to the dark side and going to all the box stores and all the places like that that actually use your own money to fund places like Planned Parenthood and to promote critical race theory and things that Christians really don't support. And a lot of these companies use smoke and mirrors to say that they're Christian companies. But if you look into them, that's just something they're using as a sales gimmick. I know that there are people that use Christianity as an excuse to have people come in so they can fleece them. And they aren't true Christians, and so I'm not talking about those kind of businesses. But if we support our own and we try to be there for each other as far as Christian brothers and sisters— not only spiritually, but also with our business, I think we're much better off. And right there, we've come a long ways towards combating all the smoke and mirrors to get our attention away from where we're supposed to be looking. 
Because I think we're supposed to be looking inward. We should be looking at our own heart and soul first. And then, of course, your family and neighborhood and friends. But you need to not be distracted. You need to focus. And you need to focus on what matters. And what matters is what God has in store for you or knowing God's plans for you. And the only way you're going to know that God has a plan for you and what it is, if you'll just take that time and be still and let God be God and simply listen. Because that's another thing that these people are using to try to distract us is just massive overloads of information. And most of the information is not relevant to our life. And it seems like the more shocking the story is, the more they promote it, the more it distracts us, the more it makes us look the wrong way. And we need to be looking the right way. And looking the right way means to be looking at ourselves and our families and trying to do our best to follow God's will. Because God is in control. All of these people that are trying to change the world, they're trying to change it away from a God-centered world. And in that, I think they pretty well succeeded. When you go to Europe, you see these beautiful cathedrals and churches that sit empty. Well, one of the reasons they sit empty is because a lot of these churches canceled Jesus and became woke or became dry and stale that had no life. And one thing that Christians ought to understand is that we have a living God full of life who is trying to give us abundancy in our life as well. Now, when I say abundancy, I don't mean money. I mean an abundance of love and experience and just things that happen to us. And in those ways, God blesses us. God blesses us by giving us ears to hear and eyes to see. God blesses us by giving us his holy word in the Bible. We're not just left out here to our own devices. We know when we're sinning. At least we should. And we know when we're right with God and when we're not. We know when we're doing things contrary to what God would want us to do. And all of these distractions are meant to get in between us and hearing from God. And I don't listen to any mainstream media at all anymore. You might say, well, how can you be informed? Well, I think I'm better informed than anybody that listens to the mainstream media because anytime I do hear about what the mainstream media has said on one of the new platforms that I listen to, the new truth media, I just know it's another bit of propaganda or just a downright lie that these people are telling. And so there's no use even bothering with them. And so I don't. And it seems like in this political climate that we're living in, and especially since it's a political year with the midterm elections coming up, all the politicians are out there flapping their gums as usual, and most of them not telling the truth. And so you just can't rely on 
mankind at all. Which is very sad, but if you look at the history of man, I guess you'd have to expect what's happening right now. Because we've always had corrupt people, we've always had people with delusions of grandeur, we've always had would-be kings and would-be princes, and it's just no different. Nothing changes. I guess the saying goes, there's nothing new under the sun. But what can be new is the way we actually view things and react to it. A lot of people use the analogy of the little boy poking the little frog with a stick to watch it jump. Well, these elites play the part of this little boy, and guess who's the frogs? Yeah, we are. And they want to make us jump. They want to see how much they can make us jump and how far we will jump. Well, this frog doesn't jump because I see the boy with a stick and I'm going to avoid him or I'm going to ignore him. And I think that we'd all be much healthier if we all learned how to have that kind of an attitude. Instead of running from crisis to crisis or having all these stressful things happen in our life that just controls us, it's time to start controlling all of these issues that stress us out. And one of the ways to control it, I know, is to ignore it and be ignorant about it, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about focusing your life on the things that really matter and also focusing on things that you can actually change or make better. There's nothing I can do about illegitimate Joe that senile old curmudgeon that needs to go away, there's nothing I can do about him. He was installed, as far as I'm concerned, illegitimately with a stolen election. That's just my opinion. And so what can I do? I know that Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, has spent millions of dollars, and he's had a lot of really bad mishaps as far as his business is concerned by him being canceled by all these distributors and all these stores. But yet, he keeps smiling and he keeps working hard at trying to right the wrong of the election. Now, if someone like him that is tireless and works really hard and spends lots of money trying to expose this fraudulent election, if someone like that can't make a dent, well, what am I going to do? Now, I'm not throwing up my hands and saying, oh, just let it go, let it ride. No, I'm never going to forget what they did. And I know who did it. And none of these people will ever have any of my support again. I guess that's about all I could do about it. And so I don't worry about it anymore. I did. I stressed over it for a long time. Until I finally figured out that I was stressing over it more than it seemed that Donald Trump was stressing over it. That didn't make any sense to me. So I thought, you know, it's time to get priorities straight. And so if we keep our priorities straight and we mind our own business and we try to bring the changes that need to happen or defend the institutions and the things that we love and want to defend, the things that we can actually make a difference 
with our presence and with our efforts, that's where we need to be concentrating on. Now, I know that the crime in Chicago is horrible and all the gun violence and every weekend there seems to be more death on the streets in Chicago. And it really bothers me because there's lots of good people that live in Chicago and they don't deserve this. But there's nothing I can do to change that. But in my own community, there are things that I can do to assure that my community does not become like Chicago. So that's where I'm putting my focus. Instead of worrying about some big city that they don't care about me, and obviously the leadership, if you want to call it that, in these big cities, they don't care anything about the people that live in those cities. They just want to become powerful and rich. That's all that they're there for. They're corrupt. There's nothing I can do about these places like that. So I just try to be a beacon of light in my own community. And I know that can be very hard because I live off grid. It seems like there are people out there that love to crank up the rumor mill and they like to say things that aren't true about everybody. Everyone knows people like that. And since I live different than most of the people do, of course, I know I'm a target for some of that. You know, people, they think that I have no electricity and they don't think I have any running water and they so forth and so on. And, and a long time ago, I decided that if they want to think what they want to think, however wrong it is, then let them think it because I don't want to spend my life trying to correct people who are wrong. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. They're just wrong about so many things. And everyone has those kind of people in their life. And so don't let those people distract you either. Satan is working overtime, and he's working in your neighborhood as well as in the neighborhoods of Chicago and the other big cities. Satan is trying to get into everyone's heart, even if they live in some desolate region of Madagascar. Satan is there working on them. Or whether they are a prince in a palace or a, a president in his chamber. Satan is still there doing his best to corrupt and to entice people to follow him. And that seems to be one of the things that Satan is really trying really hard to do is to take away the life that God meant us to live. Now, what life did God mean for us to live? Well, a servant's life, a prayerful life, a worshiping life where we worship him, and I'm talking about God, and we're obedient to the Holy Spirit, and we're open to hearing from God. And God does bless his people. He also corrects his people. And at times, God has to be rather harsh in how he deals with some of his people. And so, if we concentrate on God and God's blessings, and we keep ourselves receptive and know how to be still and let God be God and let him talk to us and talk to our spirit. I talked to 
I talked to a young woman just the other day, and she was kind of worried about her salvation. And she really wanted to have a sign from God somehow that her salvation was intact. And she was receptive to hear from God. And God put the right people into her life that gave her the wisdom and the knowledge that she needed to proceed with how she was feeling and how she was thinking. And after she concentrated on hearing from God, she indeed did hear from God. And she showed me how God talked to her. And it was absolutely unmistakable that God did indeed tell her, yes, you are my child and I love you. Matter of fact, just telling you this right now gives me the chills up my spine like I did when she showed me what God showed her. And so God does love us and he does talk to us, but we have to quit being distracted. That way we can live the life that God intended us to live. Stop letting these Dr. Fauci's of the world and the Bill Gates of the world and all these people, stop giving them any kind of power. Stop the propaganda of the mainstream media by shutting them off. And these politicians that promise all these things, just, just basically ignore them. You can vote for them if you want. And so we have friends and neighbors that actually are running for office in local races. So if you're going to be political, that's where you need to put your political capital, is into the local races. And keep your townships, your cities, your counties, or parishes safe. And if you do that, then all of our states and provinces will be well cared for. Because I happen to know that Satan ultimately will not win. God wins, period. And being a child of God is being on the right team. And part of being on the right team is being a team player. And being a team player, in my opinion, means to stand up for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and to not be part of the problem. And don't be one of those people that are actually doing the distracting. Because all this distraction out there is doing nothing but hurting us, financially, physically, spiritually. And so I really think it's time for all of us to take stock in where we're at, not only in our walk with God, but in our relationship with our local communities. And ask ourselves, how much time are we devoting to local people, family, and friends, as opposed to worrying about Ukraine or places like that? I really do think that God wants to communicate with us, and I think he will if we just let him. And in that way, we can live the life that God did intend us to live. Well, once again, I really do appreciate Bob Bierman allowing me to speak to the great audience of Truth to Ponder. And so again, thanks, Bob. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, everyone stay safe, stay happy, stay focused. But most of all, replace fear with faith. And once again, I want to thank Jim Calhoun for 
for helping me out again here on, on the program, Truth to Ponder. You don't know how much it really means to me, especially during this time in Florida, when I'm away from home two, three, and even four days a week. And when I say away from home, I mean overnight. It, it can be very hard to, to produce this program. And having this, you know, a lot of the work being done by Jim and he sends it on to me and then I can put it together for you has been a time saver and I can't begin to thank him enough. He doesn't charge me. He doesn't make any money doing it. He's like everybody else here at Truth to Ponder, which is me. You know, this is this is a ministry. It's not our it's not our income. It's not how we make our money. And whatever does come in is being used to expand and grow that ministry. I need to spend some more time with the website and other things that I think can be a help. I need to spend some time promoting this program also as a podcast for the many that do not have a shortwave radio. But I also want to use even the podcast platform to encourage people to invest the small amount it would take to get a decent battery-operated or rechargeable shortwave radio. I think the day is going to come that it's going to be increasingly, vastly more important. One of the things we try to do in this program, and and, and I hate to use the word pride, so I'm going to apologize up front for even using it. But we do take pride in one thing. We try to be accurate. We try not to jump into every little conspiracy theory that's out there. There's a lot of material that gets out there that is designed to, shall we say, confuse. I was talking, I will not say to who, I was talking to somebody. They have their own radio program and ministry. They've been out there for a number of years, and they they, they never seem to grow. They're, they're deeply in debt, and they're just trusting God to get them out of debt. Um, and they're hoping that something will come their way. But they have been pushing things that don't make any scientific or logical sense. In other words, they are mixing error with truth. And that little bit of leaven on some of these topics that some people try to, to clickbait you into jumping into reading, and I can think of some websites that have made some incredible claims over the last year, the majority of which never came to pass as they predicted try to give you information that is true and honest. If you believe in our work, would you help us financially make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. We are in Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, zip code 32536. Tomorrow, I have a special guest. You need to hear what he has to say. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.